are listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts Aaron Walker, Heather Dyer, and Sarah Soma Sundaram. What's cooking, ladies? This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it. From spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications. No referral necessary. And just a reminder, Alberta Health coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointment. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrist.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. Three Kitchens, Appies and Cocktail and Mocktail episode. Yes. Yes. If you're listening to this, it is post-Christmas. You have struggled through the prep. You made it through the disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hopefully your house guests have moved on. (laughs) You've made the food. You don't have to worry about cooking or baking or gifting or it's all done. That's right. And I have to say thank you to my two, three kitchen hosts here, my left brain and my right brain, Sarah and Heather. (laughs) (laughs) because they were really nice and they got gifties and shared them and I feel crabby because I was like well these Christmas cookies are my gifts come on you do not know seriously so thank you guys I cannot wait these marshmallows I was making those marshmallows yesterday I had made like empanada filling and then I was making marshmallows and Todd's like what are you making now like why you keep making so then when I said we're doing appies and drinks he's like oh so marshmallows for an appy I was like what no like who has a marshmallow before dinner or like with drinks it's like uh, it sounds like an appetizer for a five-year-old yeah (laughs) were they were they messy to make I didn't find them particularly messy it's kind of like making a meringue oh okay it helps to use a lot of icing sugar dust it on and even like quite a bit on top then when you cut through it the knife is not too sticky okay okay I learned that as I went (laughs) That was my first time making marshmallows. I was going to say, I've never made marshmallows. This, this could be a whole episode. The blueberry ones are a different, they're different recipes. And the blueberry one has fruit puree, strained puree in there, which is why they're purplish. And they're a weird kind of texture. I don't know if you kind of checked them out, but they're a little gummier, like a gummy almost. I haven't checked them out. I was going to leave those for the kids actually, and just have a little bit to try. Oh, try them and see what you think. Definitely will try them. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sharing (laughs) these with my kids if I can help it. Oh, okay. (laughs) They're they're the adults marshmallows. Oh, are they? I have some colored ones in the cupboard if they want some in their hot cocoa. They can go there. (laughs) Okay. It's because I shared nothing else with the kids that Uh, I got today. So then I just felt like, oh, those are for the kids. But Oh, and Sarah also, because I had posted on 
socials, a picture with my hot chocolate and marshmallows. And your yeah. husband was like, wow. I know. <laughs> so I, I said, oh, there's some at your house. Hopefully no, you shouldn't have said some that. left for him. Oh, sorry. Darn it. <laughs> I was actually going to reply and I, and I was going to say, oh, there's none in this house. That's mm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I'm too late. Well, you could always say that you ate them. Yes. My reindeer antler. Yes, you're looking festive. Yes, your post-Christmas garb. My post-Christmas <laughs> garb, yes. <definitely. laughs> it's pre-Christmas for us today. Yes. but It's winter solstice today. Oh. And so it's Ooh. extra special. I like how she's like tomorrow. almost dancing in her seat with these yeah. antlers on. There is very fluid right now. Well, I've been, yeah. drinking, I've been <laughs> drinking my drink that I made and your drink. Both of and them. And your drink. Oh. Yeah, I have them all here. Yes. Oh, good. I brought all three of them into the recording room on my tray with my three appies. That's what I did. This is my dinner tonight. <laughs> See? Magic. Nice. Well, let's yeah. talk about what we're what you're eating. Yeah. And drinking. Yeah. So we decided to do appies and cocktails because New Year's. Depends what you're gonna do for New Year's. I mean, for us it's gonna be a quiet one, but but I remember the days when we used to get together for New Year's and have a nice little party and appies and cocktails were the thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have to say, we've never really done much for New Year's, but we've always yeah. just had like a nice meal and we've just had something for ourselves as a family. So we'll mm -hmm. make mocktails and mm -hmm. the kids will have them and we'll have them mm -hmm. and we'll make, you know, appies. Yes. It makes it a yeah. little fun thing after Christmas for just the four of us. Yes, that's, yeah. yeah, I should have I should have said that. This is pre-kids that I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not post-kids. Yes, same mm -hmm. thing, Erin. That's mm -hmm. what we do. So we each took on a drink and an appetizer. Yes. Yeah. And there were no duplicates, which is no. always nice to see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Not that I expect it, but you know, one of these times it'll be like, what? We all made the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen eventually with the way that our brains are in the, you know, the sharing mind realm. meld. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Erin, why don't you start us off? Because sure. Uh, yours actually was the only one that I shared with my family. Yes. Um, as it happened, because it arrived and my family was all around. around. <laughs> yes, I handed it to your son Vultures. and I was like, give this to your mom. And he's like, okay. I was like, right away. <laughs> And then one of them came to me and said, Mom, your Aaron just dropped this off for you. I'm like, my Aaron was here. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Oh, my God. I love those kids. They're all so uh, great. Yeah, it was quite cute. <laughs> but I had to, like, pry that toast out of one of their hands. Oh. Like, he was going to eat the whole thing. So tell us about it. Okay. So for my appetizer, I wanted to make it something really simple because... If you're post-Christmas and you've done all the hosting and all the cooking and all the making and we've been baking cookies and I don't know, it seems like, yeah, I could sleep in my kitchen and still not finish everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you wouldn't get much work done if you're sleeping in there. No, well, there's this... a problem. Thanks. I'll just stay up 24 hours a day then, Heather. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More effective. All right. I wanted to make something that was really super easy. Um, so I kind of just came up with this out of my hat because I was just making this for my own snack at lunchtime. Ugh, I'm a little bit disorganized. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Can I save what oh, you yeah. made first? Okay. You clearly made the baguette first. 
got you back <laughs> for the last episode, the Roti John episode. <laughs> yes, I did make the baguette first. Did you really? No. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> she did. Oh, she, she would. Did. If it she weren't would. Christmas. If it weren't she Christmas, would. you know I would have made that baguette. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I have been making this at home on nan bread and that's all I have right now because the baguette that I got my family got into so I only had enough to give you guys some oh hide your baguettes when you bring them home from the store <laughs> kids they're cute they feed themselves vultures vultures are all vultures yes <laughs> yes my kids just sent me a note via paper airplane and it says to mom I really liked the rice. <laughs> what did you make? Jambalaya. Oh, jambalaya. Oh, yummy. Like I said, I had some baguette issues. You don't have to bake your own baguette. You get to go buy this at the store and it's 97 cents for a stick of baguette. It's cheap and easy to buy. So you could do that. I kind of wanted to find like the little mini nans that are like those individual serving oh, yeah. size ones. Mm -hmm. Those are always so nice. Or yeah. even pitas. Everything yeah. that was that size was sold out in the store when I okay. went. So you're flexible. You can put this on any carb you want is what I'm going to say. Crackers. Crackers. You mm -hmm. can put it on crackers. So grab yourself your carb, your crackers, your bread, your nan, whatever you got lying around your pita and you spread some hummus on it because we've all had the veggie trays. We've all got the thing of hummus in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Boom. You can add it into your appetizer and then you're going to make one thing ahead of time. And that's the chimichurri salsa. Oh, so good. Francis Mullman. Yeah, mm -hmm. Francis, Francis. You're a good man. Love that's of right. Francis. <laughs> Maybe he'll get this. If okay. only he were online and not living by candlelight out in the woods. With his small hands. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I could think of. Everybody go, everybody go back. Go back, go back and listen to one, the empanadas. Yeah, for more than one reason for this episode, go back and listen to the empanada episode that when Aaron made amazing Argentinian empanadas. We talk about the chef whose recipe it is. Yeah, it's quite fun. Great. He is a fantastic chef. Have to he say. is. He is. Yep. And it's his chimichurri is mm. so easy to make. You make it ahead. Honestly, you want to have this in your fridge at all times. Yes. And I believe he says it lasts about two to three weeks in your fridge it will not it will not because you'll eat it it never lasts that yeah. long <laughs> but it's good to have it sit for about a week because it has a whole head of garlic not a clove of garlic mm -hmm. a head of garlic mm -hmm. there's uh, red wine vinegar olive oil parsley chili flakes all that stuff's getting mixed together and then it's with a salty water so the um right, yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it's just you bring water to boil, you add your salt in it, dissolve it, turn it off, and let it cool. And that's how you make it. So what I love about this chimichurri is like, I love chimichurri, but sometimes I find it extremely oily. Like there's yes. too much oil in it, and this one is not like that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love his chimichurri. So good. I don't know. I really like this. Me too. Mm, mm, mm. Very good. I need to know what was in that drink. She <laughs> sends a text. The instructions are put half the green stuff into your glass and then add the Perrier mm -hmm. to it. And yeah. I'm like, green stuff, this should be interesting. And so my, <laughs> my husband and I were trying to name what was in it. We only came up with like two things. I, okay. I thought there was mint and lime. And then I was Definitely. like, I have no idea. No idea what else. <laughs> no, it's basil. Oh, basil. Yes. 
and oh. uh, melon. Yes. But definitely lime. You can definitely taste the lime. <laughs> yes. The melon was a mystery to me, probably because I don't like melon. <laughs> I would not have guessed melon, but no. the basil, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of another pull it out of my hat kind of idea. I made these popsicles once for the kids that had mm. um, this honeydew, um, lime, and basil kind of concoction. And they were these delicious, I think they had honey in them too. They were really tasty popsicles. Mm. And for some reason, they just sprung to my head because when we started talking cocktails, I was like, oh, can I make a drink that's green? You could call it the, the Grinch, except it's not yeah. angry at all. There you go. <laughs> it's very happy. Grinch colored. It doesn't have any alcohol in it. Um, so then I just started searching around for somebody who used these ingredients and made up a cocktail with them. Okay. <laughs> So I ended up getting it from uh, foodandwine.com and I used a variation on their frozen honeydew basil margarita recipe. Mm. Mm. Yummy. Again, this isn't super complicated to make. You do have to go and buy stuff though at the store that you want fresh or mostly fresh. And you have to make it before you want to serve it. You wouldn't want it to sit for too long because then that slushiness that you get, I don't know if it would keep in the fridge for more than like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. You want to have one honeydew melon. You want to dice it up into fairly big chunks and put it on a baking sheet and toss it in your freezer and let it freeze overnight. So you got to do that the day before. Can you buy frozen honeydew? I've never seen it. Right. And then you want to make a simple syrup with half a cup of sugar and half a cup of water. Once you've got the sugar dissolved in there, you add in your basil. So I got Thai basil, which is probably why it was a little bit. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's That's why I was like, I'm going to play with the basil. I don't want just basil. I want to put the Thai basil in. Yes. Toss it all into your simple syrup. Let it cook for a little bit. Pour it out, let it cool, and then blend it up with an immersion blender. And then strain your basil leaves out of there. Okay, so you've made your syrup. You've frozen your honeydew melon. Mm-hmm. Then you want to take out uh, a second mortgage on your home because you're going to have to buy <laughs> six limes. Ridiculous. <laughs> limes are ridiculous. So oh, I don't know man. how much limes are for you listeners, where you guys are from. But here they're yeah. On average, about 50 cents to a dollar per lime, depending on what season and when you get them and from what store, right? And these are tiny, like these are tiny little limes. They're not even that great. Getting some great ones. No. No. Okay. So I squeezed out all the lime. You want one cup of lime juice. So blend up your frozen melon with your lime juice the day of. And it makes this fantastic slush. Mm. Like just fantastic it's Mm -hmm. so awesome and then um you want to add your simple syrup to it and it says about six tablespoons for the amount we made I would say you could add a little bit more because I really like that basil flavor Mm. I thought it was was very strong like this the basil was very but I love that stuff I I love that it was delicious yeah it was really good so good you know what it reminds me of is you know those health drinks that people drink in the morning and it's green and it's I, I've always loved them like I've always thought oh. they're not not the ones with the alpha alpha sprouts and that crap but oh. like the ones with the cucumber and all the fresh oh. veggies yeah. and fruits and mm. apples and all that stuff this is like like I feel like I'm doing something 
good for my body. So you shouldn't have told me there was any simple syrup in it. So I'm going to pretend <laughs> I didn't hear that. It wasn't much for that. It was four cups of liquid that I added six tablespoons to. There you go. That's not much. And I would absolutely try when she texted earlier and said, do you have any tequila? I was like, I really wish I had tequila because it would have been really like as a margarita, it would have been yeah. really tasty. I have cachaca left over <gasps> from the summer. There you and, go. And if you guys had missed that episode, we thought that cachaca tasted a lot like tequila. Mm -hmm. That was the right? date night episode. Date night. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I picked up Jamie Oliver's new cookbook um together oh he yeah. has a mango caipirinha ah, yeah i've seen that i've seen it yeah. actually At, you know where where they have mango caipirinhas is do you know this uh restaurant chain called cactus club mm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah they've got mango caipirinhas really? oh. there. yeah i feel like i'd never heard of that drink before you made it and then seeing it pop up i was like oh well, thank you so much because yes, that, that was, was really good. Super good. And the family loved it as well. And then yes. when I I somehow I didn't like plan out how I spread my hummus and chimichurri. So I had a mm. little bit of both left in the jars mm. when the bread was gone and the family had run away. And I just poured the chimichurri over the hummus, stirred it, and ate it with a spoon. Mm. <laughs> because it's so good. Everybody well, now out you there, tell me that. <laughs> the two together, <laughs> so good. So you don't good. even need the carb. I would love, love, love the recipe for the chimichurri, please. It's yeah, must have, you must have. Uh, so I think if you Google Francis Mullman and chimichurri, you will get this. Okay, right. And and his empanadas are on there too. So maybe. Oh, yes. His empanadas are for sure. So yeah. empanadas leads right into Heather. Do it, Heather. Francis Mullman and empanadas. Take it away. Okay. So I, I had planned to do a different appetizer and then it's the week before Christmas and I was already planning to make empanadas um, for right. a lunch. My sister and her family are coming later in the week and mm -hmm. I was going to make empanadas anyways. And so then I was just feeling very overwhelmed and I was like, mm -hmm. forget the other thing. I'm just going to make hopefully enough empanadas <laughs> that I can share with you guys and call this my appetizer. So right. It's not the quick and easy one like Aaron's no. option. It does take a bit more time, but I think you can call it an appetizer. They're fairly small. Totally. Oh, yeah. And can't you make big batches of this and freeze them anyway so that you, you could put them in lunches and stuff? Don't say the L word now. We're out of lunch. <laughs> lunch. <laughs> it's only our uh, really so our you first can make day uh, off. snacks. All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It, we we don't refer to it as that in this house during holiday breaks. All right. <laughs> we don't even eat the L word no. during holiday break. We don't eat no. that meal. No. no. But an empanada could be any <laughs> meal. It can be an appetizer. It can be a dinner. It can be your lunch. It can be breakfast. Totally. Yeah. A snack. Anything. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utility providers in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming, and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing. So now is a great time for listeners to look at their utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice of utility providers. Park Power is happy to provide free, no-obligation comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utility bill. Learn more at parkpower.ca. 
So I made a chicken empanada. Uh, we talked earlier about Erin's empanada that she made for an earlier episode, and that one was beef. Mm-hmm. So these are a little bit different, although I did use the same dough recipe, I believe. I didn't have the book, but I looked it up online, Francis Mullman's dough, which was surprisingly easy to make. Although as I was getting it going, so you have to do this um, water, salt, melt your fat into it and then let it cool. And I remembered as I set it aside, I was like, oh, I had this, like, I could hear Aaron's voice going, that took longer to cool than I thought. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) Because it really does take quite a while to cool down to room temperature. But then you just mix your flour in and you've got this great dough and you let it sit for like an hour and then you're good to go. So that part was super easy. I'm glad you remembered that because I didn't even remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remembered it kind of late, but that's okay. That's it was fine. It's okay. We're reminding everybody else twice over now so that when they make empanadas. (laughs) Yeah, make that in the morning before you get started. So that'll be nice and cool when you are ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other tip is make your filling the day before. The night before. Mm -hmm. The beef is far more labor intensive because you have to chop it all up. The chicken one that I made is with ground chicken. Mm. Um, Much easier. So this recipe was from the kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-N dot com. Yes. uh, For the filling. And then I used Francis's recipe for the dough. Oh, okay. Ah, Okay. Interesting. Okay. Because I knew that we liked that dough right and right. so I was like I know that one's gonna work okay and this recipe does have a dough recipe as well it had right. quite a bit less flour so I don't know if it makes less dough mm-hmm. but I decided to just go with uh Francis's and it worked out just fine totally yes it did so the filling is ground chicken onions potatoes green olives capers parsley cumin smoked paprika white wine chicken broth you're basically just Yum. cooking it all together and letting it simmer a bit. It doesn't take long because, you know, ground chicken cooks mm-hmm. so fast. Right. And there's not really a huge benefit to it, you know, simmering mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. But I think making it the day before helps because the flavors kind of sit. And what's the name to that recipe? Is it just like chicken empanadas? It's called chicken or? empanadas. Okay. That's right. And the little write-up says it's based on, they kind of based it on a few different traditions, Argentina, mm-hmm. Peru. Philippine, maybe okay. even like there was Philippine. a different oh, influence in the empanada. And you added the egg to Ooh. it, right? And I added okay. at the end, according to Francis's recipe, when you roll out your dough and you cut your circles and you put your little bit of filling on there, then you add chopped hard boiled egg and a little piece of butter and oh, then you seal right. it up. Remember? Yeah. So I did that. Uh, with mine butter? As well. I don't remember the butter. You don't? No, I never made because I've made I've made four batches of that already. Because <laughs> I love oh, wow. this, but the beef ones, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never done it with the butter. So the recipe that I found of his his recipe online says you put butter yes. onto the filling and then pinch it together. You yeah. do? How did I miss this? That's yeah. the part that makes it remember slurpable is because you've got that butter. Oh, now I have to look that up. So let me tell you, though. Okay, okay. I tell didn't us. have lard, and oh. I didn't buy lard because I forgot about the lard. Okay. I used butter in the dough oh. instead of lard. Oh. So I don't think it would. I don't think that you would notice a difference in that. Okay, but I did say I liked your dough better. She liked it better because it had butter. Sorry. <laughs> Everything's better with butter. I think it is. Well. 
Oh, and the other thing I did based on the previous episode, see, I actually have learned some things. <laughs> so good. Um, I remember because you cooked yours, you baked them in the barbecue and I was doing it in the oven. Yes. Um, I did have a little trouble getting my oven to a good temperature. The recipe said 350 and I found it was too low. Like it was just take, like it wasn't really cooking the way it was taking forever. And I thought these don't seem quite, they're not browning the way I thought they would. Yeah. So I cranked it up to 400 on my oven. So you might just want to play around with your oven a little bit. Okay. But on the pan with the empanadas, I put extra butter because when it started to kind of bubble out of a couple of them, I was like, oh, I remember Erin saying she would have put butter, like almost fried them a little bit in the butter because it gets kind of brown and crispy. And so I did that extra extra butter. I love what you did with that. Yeah, it was so good. That was amazing that's what made the dough better that's mm. totally it because I like the texture on the surface and the outside yeah. it's crispy mm-hmm. like when it's I bite butter. into it it does the, the mm-hmm. butter crisp it was so good so good, yeah. so good I do remember the butter inside <laughs> yeah and Sorry. I think it's probably even more important with chicken because chicken is drier than yes. beef and it doesn't have like, let's face it, ground chicken doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. So right. any extra kind of fat or flavor, I think you can add in there, like maybe rendered bacon fat. I should have pulled that out of the freezer. That would have been good in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the fats, all the fats. Yes. So you can kind of play around with it. I ended up with extra, quite a bit extra filling. So I'm going to make more dough. Yeah. I hope. Excellent. <laughs> Unless I run out of steam and throw it in the freezer, but I'm going to try to make more dough. So I have some to freeze. But there's yeah. your option. If you don't make any more dough right now, it's in the freezer waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And you can make yeah. that up the second week of school when you finally mm-hmm. can see the floor in your house again. And <laughs> <laughs> things have hopefully gone back to somewhat of a routine. That's right. And mine were not so pretty. I did not even attempt. I didn't even think about how to make that cute little rolled edge like you did on yours I just the rolled edge didn't work out on mine anyway so this I looks way better fork. <laughs> and some of them were like fugly like some of them were like ugly delicious <laughs> empanadas but I don't care because they're good they held together they taste good hey, as long yeah. as they hold together and it's not like a fall apart disaster it don't matter because yeah. they taste delicious so, so good, you use the kitchen filling and then you added the butter and the eggs from Francis's. That's right. And I used Francis's dough recipe. Because his empanada is like, mm, yeah. wow, it is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I have really liked the capers in this too. Yeah. With yes. the chicken. When Great you said idea. that, I was like, Great idea. ah, that's what it was. Because there was something a little extra in there. Yeah. Yeah, that you get that hit of salt. Because mm-hmm. paprika, I would say the smoked yeah. paprika is kind of the dominant mm-hmm. flavor. But that like little hit of salt from the olives and the capers was like, yes. And perfect. I was going to say the salt level of this entire thing. And I don't know where it came from, from the dough or the filling. It was so like just not too salty yeah. and not like it was just the perfect level of Wow. So seasoning. seasoning. <laughs> Very balanced. It was, seasoning, it was well seasoned. Gordon Ramsay will, you would donkey. call it. No. <laughs> Fun. Okay. And a drink. There was a drink. There was a well. drink. 
trying okay. to get through these drinks. This is really a challenge. This is like, I, well, Aaron's not a, much of a drinker. So for her to be drinking is we're just surprised she's trying them at all. Yeah. So this drink was one that I've had at my friend Sherry's house. Her husband mixes up cocktails when the girls come over and then disappears out of the room. He's like very sweet. Oh, that's um, perfect. And has like, has all the, the most amazing liquor cabinet. It's like Mary Poppins bag like what's it pulling out of there now (laughs) he's got everything in there oh how fun yes exactly so he made us these bourbon sours so the recipe is from her I don't know if where they grabbed it from but I'm sure it's pretty standard as a sour um so you've got two ounces of bourbon wait so you got this recipe from him yeah oh okay nice okay yeah two ounces of bourbon one ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, three teaspoons of maple syrup, a sprinkle of cinnamon, and two ounces of egg white, and then liquid egg white. And then you shake the crap out of it so the egg white turns kind of foamy. Right. And then you garnish it with a cherry. That's it. I did consider a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Sarah's sensitivity toward egg. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Sarah's kind of dislike of lemon. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> But I was like, well, we're trying it. We're trying it. If you don't like no, it, it, that's was, fair. No, I liked it. I liked it very much. But it was so funny because my husband just walked in through the door when I was getting my tray ready. And I'm like, have a sip of this and have a sip of this. And he tried it and said, oh, I know what's in this. And I'm like, what? It's like rum and coconut water. And I'm like, what? I'm like, really? I don't know. So I can't wait to go tell him that that's really no nope. I'm like nowhere near my dear I don't even know what you're talking about because but I said you know there's egg in there I didn't know that when I had it at her I guess because I was just like oh it's just been sh- like shook so well that it's frothy frothy but mm-hmm. the egg white is what makes it kind of foamy like that. right 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 mm-hmm. it's very yummy <laughs> it's very delicious mm-hmm. I like it too Good maybe stuff. I'll mix one if I get ever get through Sarah's drink and I'm still awake and upright I might make myself one tonight (laughs) it's really tasty yeah it is very delicious yeah I'm glad it transported okay I was a little concerned about the eggs settling or something in there that was okay Mm -hmm. now Sarah so Mm -hmm. I made something very simple so sort of a go-to for snacks or whenever I okay stop it because I said (laughs) the word simple every recipe she says is simple let's see if it is shall we I usually do this with extra wonton wrappers that I have whenever I make dumplings. I have either too much filling or I have too many wrappers. So sometimes I try to figure out what I can use the wrappers for. And usually I put them in muffin tins and I make uh, wonton cups out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you can put whatever you want into it or you can make something and then put it into it and then bake them that way. Right. And uh, so in my case today, I made buffalo chicken wonton cups and I got this uh, buffalo chicken recipe from something called the forked spoon. I said forked, (laughs) the forked spoon.com. And um, I took his recipe and I completely changed it up, but (laughs) you don't have to, you can actually use this stuff. It is actually very delicious but you take boneless skinless chicken breasts what he does is he actually marinates this with salt and pepper and then he says you can marinate it with whatever other powders you would like like garlic powder or um, onion powder or whatever and then uh, you put some oil on it and then you bake it 
um, and then you make the sauce, the buffalo sauce, uh, okay. which is uh, Frank's red hot sauce, butter, honey, mm. a little bit of lime juice, um, mm. garlic, and onion powder. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So that sauce I made exactly as he said. You put it all into a pot and you whisk it up and then you, you sort of put a little bit on the chicken and you bake it that way. Okay. And then you sort of pour the rest of the sauce on the chicken once it is cooked. Okay. What I did was, so instead of the boneless chicken breasts, I used thighs and I, I cut it into slices, like really thin slices. And then I marinated it with um, salt, pepper, and I had this powder that I have called Peri Peri. You guys know from Silk Road mm. Spices. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love Peri Peri Chicken, their, their spice mix. It's amazing. So I put some of that in there, marinated it for a bit. And then instead of baking it, I took out my wok. I put some cornstarch on it and then I fried it up um, so that it would be thicker and have that sort of consistency mm -hmm. of like a little bit of a crunchier chicken. Right. But try not to overcook or over dry your chicken because it's going to go into these cups again and bake again. Okay. So then I made the sauce and I mixed it in with the chicken. Make sure there's not too much sauce, right? Because you don't want that so that liquid to sort of seep through the, the wonton cups. You want okay. it to be right. fairly dry, but juicy mm -hmm. enough, right? Mm -hmm. Then you take a muffin pan and you take your wonton wrappers. Um, and the ones that I had were square. You sort of put two wonton wrappers, but you put them diagonally. Right. How would you say I, this? I know like what in you a mean. diamond shape, right? So you put yeah. one. So they're like, like alternating. A, that's right. So the points go all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like you've got an eight point shape. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you make sure that it sits in the muffin tin. Some people like to just bake it as is with a little bit of oil on the bottom and on the top. They bake it at 350 Fahrenheit for about 10 to 12 minutes. And then they take it out and then they put the filling in it. Mm. I like to put my filling in it so that it's nice and hot and crispy when it comes out. I mean, ideally, this is supposed to be served as soon as you take out of the uh, take it out of the oven, mm -hmm. right? So what I did was I put the wonton wrappers, as said, and then I took a bit of the chicken and I put it into the cups and I put some feta cheese on top. I baked it for about 11 minutes at first and then I took it out and I thought it could have stayed in for a little longer. I was in a big rush today and so I put it in for another two minutes and I think it worked out and then I packed them up and I sent them over to you. What did you think? I really liked those. They had just the right amount of kick. Yeah. Spice. Spice level was, was good. Yeah. They weren't drippy. They were really easy yeah. to eat as an appetizer. Right. Right. Yeah. You yeah. could take a couple bites of it. The cup didn't fall apart and like crumple. Yeah. And then you're like holding this weird pile of all your stuff. Yes. And you're yeah. slurping yeah. it out of your hand. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it. And the chicken didn't really fall out. Like it all kind of oh. held. You could take like a yeah. bite without yeah. looking like you're gnawing on it or whatever mm -hmm. right like sometimes you pick up appetizers and you take a bite and you're like oh god uh -oh. no what do I do yeah <laughs> you have to shove the whole thing you have yeah. that moment of well yeah. I guess it's all going in yeah yeah <laughs> I liked the crispiness in the wonton wrapper baked like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I was wondering mm -hmm. what you used because I was like well this isn't phyllo but it's not yeah I couldn't figure it out so mm -hmm. I mean come on now was that simple yeah that seems that simple. simple I'll yes. go with you on that 
Yeah. The, that buffalo uh, <laughs> sauce. I've only ever bought buffalo yeah. sauce. Oh. I would never, I never even thought about what's in it that makes it taste like. So I wouldn't have thought lime juice. And there was something I, else you said I that I was surprised by. I've made buffalo sauce a number of times and I've never seen lime and honey go into it. But as soon as oh. I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm trying this just to, because I love wings. Yes. You know, that's like my weakness. So um, I had to try it and I really like this recipe and I really like it with that peri peri yeah. powder marinade. That's what gave it the rub. kick, right? Yeah. That's the what peri peri. Yeah. That's spicy. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah Yummy. I, like I wanted more. I'm like, she only gave me two. And now yeah. they're gone. This I always do that. I always guys... make less food, but I always do an overpour for drinks. <laughs> Speaking of, I was going to say, Sarah made this nice drink that will put her guests on the floor. Yeah. Good thing I'm already sitting on the floor. At least it put us on the floor. Let's talk yep. about the drink. Yummy. I think Heather can, I think we can still talk. We're not quite. <laughs> yeah. Let's so far, just... so good. So far, so I haven't good. hit the bottom. It's like the bottomless drink. I will not complete mine. I don't think, no. <laughs> I've been waiting because I enjoy so much when Aaron and I discuss the one ingredient of this drink and Sarah gets annoyed with us. <laughs> it went this really happened. well because when I picked up yeah. my jar and held it up, my husband was standing next to me and looking at it. He's like, a lime and an onion? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one, kind of. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man. Okay, these drinks are really hitting me. So I'm going to start talking. Okay. Okay. This drink is called Asia Daisy. I really, really wanted to make something completely different from what I ever have, right? So, first of all, it's from yumly.com. So, y u m m l y.com. Again, it's called Asia Daisy. And it's one lime ice cubes, two ounces of gin. Uh, 0.75 ounces of lychee liquor, uh, 0.5 ounces of simple syrup, uh, 0.75 ounces of ginger ale, one lychee and one mint sprig. And the mint sprig is just really for garnish. It's just like uh, for a nice picture, kind of just sort of, it's mm -hmm. not really for the taste. And you put these all together and you make this drink, right? And you pour it over. They suggest crushed ice for this one. And Ooh, yeah. when you drink it, you'll understand why crushed ice would be better. It's because it's so strong. It needs to be watered down significantly. <laughs> it needs the ice to start melting almost immediately. Okay, so yes. ice cubes won't do that as fast as crushed ice. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's very much the strength of a, you know, very strong martini. Right. But I do have to do a little shout out to uh, Kensington Wine Market. So I called them up uh, looking for something called a lychee liquor because I had never heard of this before. I spoke to someone named Chelsea and Chelsea sat down for 10 minutes and helped me look or hunt down for a lychee liquor. She also then gave me tips on how to make my own lychee liquor. Oh, interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe for next Christmas. What's the base of it? Um, something called Spiritives. Oh. So I guess you get, it's like an 80 proof alcohol and then you play around with it. Kensington Wine Market, the people there are really nice. They always have been and they've got lots of knowledge about stuff and they're really excited when they talk about these things. So just wanted to say hi, Chelsea, and thank you. <laughs> 
Um, but in the end, I did find the lychee liquor at a different store. And this and the uh, liquor is called Soho Lychee Liquor. That's the mm, that's okay. the brand. So now when I was making this, I told you what went into it, right? First, I thought I would make two times the recipe. So I made it and then I looked at it and I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know about that because, you know, there's a three of us and I got to, you know, I want to share it with my husband as well. So I think I'll make eight times the amount. So eight? I made eight times. You heard Instead me right. Instead of four like three of instead us of, and your husband yeah instead of two times the amount i made it i made it eight times like i made eight times the recipe right okay but what happened was <laughs> we're like stunned what? The, that's why that's why both of you're gonna see all of a sudden the table's gonna turn on heather <laughs> i know i know like, but <laughs> but but that's where you're gonna be surprised because i have this picture that i'm sort of pouring everything into and then i run to the liquor store to get the gin and the gin is two ounces so okay. i start pouring now 16 ounces like i'm like counting out till 16 mm -hmm. ounces i only got to 12. so your drink is way less strong than it oh. should be huh you're welcome <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh very oh, goodness a happy new year <laughs> I, I can't even imagine it being more yeah alcohol than there already is anyway what do you think do you like the flavor it's yeah. very tasty yeah i do yeah yeah it's very strong on the lychee nut yeah. flavor yeah <laughs> Sorry, every time i say it i like <laughs> lychee the lychee the lychee flavor is very strong i don't know why but in prior episodes we've had a ongoing sort of difference of opinion <laughs> on how to pronounce a certain name of a fruit called as one would say, not me, this is not me, just so <laughs> my family and friends are listening from Asia, I do not pronounce it like this. So Aaron calls it a lychee nut. No, no it's you, a lychee nut. You called a it lychee a lychee nut. nut. I don't yes. know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Aaron, because I was on the same page. We both said it was a lychee nut. Okay, it so maybe there's something like I don't understand about it. Maybe it is a nut. Now I feel like a nut. Yeah. But I've always known it as a fruit. Oh, and I call it lychees where I was born. In... <laughs> okay, listen. Hey. We all know that That's you're where right. it probably comes from. Where does it come from? Asia. Yeah, so yeah. okay. <laughs> However, <laughs> we rest. Because maybe I am completely wrong. So now I think maybe we need our listeners to come help us out with this uh, pronunciation because <laughs> So the store that I ended up finding the liquor at, I actually called this person and I go, do you have any of the Soho lychee liquor? And he get, we went, what? And he was from Asia. <laughs> he's, fr he's from there? He was from, like his accent was from oh, there. Okay. And uh, he went, and mm -hmm. he went, uh, what did you say? Soho what? Oh, Soho lychee liquor. And I went, yeah, <laughs> yes. So see, maybe you guys are right because maybe I there was no nut involved. No, there was no nut. There was never a nut involved. <laughs> Lychees or lychees. That I have no clue. So tasty. Mm -hmm. I just wanted more of everything. Mm -hmm. More of the bread with the hummus and the chimichurri. More of the wontons. And the empanadas. I liked all the winging it that we did. Mm -hmm. totally. I really, I really liked, we all were like, well, I kind of did this and I sort of did that. And I, you're all coming around to my MacGyver-esque. <sighs> okay. So 
We want to say happy new year. Yeah. Happy, happy new, new year. year. Thank and you for yeah. listening. If you need something to get you through the new year, these drinks, surely she'll do it for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, sure. maybe my mocktails more of the morning recovery drink. I don't know. Oh, and then, yeah. uh, <laughs> Other eyes. That's a Other's great idea. Really I'm big. like, yes, I could totally see that the next <laughs> day. Mm. So maybe I'll have another one of my <laughs> drinks and yours, and I'll keep hers for tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. There's some That's... ideas for you. you got and it. we should mention that we will not have an episode January 4th. We're taking a tiny break that week, but then we'll be back the following Tuesday with mm, I forget what, but something new. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> Thank yes. you for listening. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Really, I'm waving? Yeah. I hope he sees this. <laughs> and now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honour the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Quack, quack, quack.